Hello, friends, and welcome to The Known Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Burns, and today we're switching it up a little bit. Recently, we had the Known 22 Conference here at Access Church in Lakeland, Florida, and so many of you couldn't make it or said, you know, I missed this day. I wanted to hear some of the sessions. Well, today you're in luck. We recorded the Saturday morning session. Um, I spoke on the concept of being refreshed when we refresh others. So it sounds a little different, sounds a little live. Maybe you'll hear your own laugh or a clap in there. But we were excited to bring something to you from the Known Conference directly. So without further ado, here's one of our sessions from the Known Conference this year, and we hope it blesses you today. Enjoy. Um, there's some things that are really fun about getting older. Like, can I tell you, I just, like I've said, I don't care a lot more as I'm 40. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Like, they're like, you know, those jeans aren't really in style anymore. And I'm like, I don't care. This is what fits me. I am happy for your younger generation that you guys got bigger clothes. Cause I came up in the Britney S Spears days. And they wasn't gonna pierce this belly button, child. That was never in the cards. Um, wasn't gonna be. First of all, this woman would've killed me. Second of all, it wasn't, God ain't blessed that. So, um, <laughs> I'm happy for all y'all college kids who are wearing the big stuff. I love it. I think it's great. Um, so there's some things that I'm just like, I don't care. The jeans are skinny jeans. I know they're not in. I don't care. There's another thing about like people like, you wanna go out this weekend? We're gonna meet at 8.30. And I'm like, PM? Sorry that you all are on crack cocaine and can stay out at those hours. By 8.30 p.m., ma'am, let me give you a picture of where I am. First of all, my face has been washed. Second of all, I got a nice two-piece jammy set on. Total comfort. It's cotton. Ain't nothing sexy, nothing flashy, but it's comfortable. This face has been washed. I am reclining in my bed and I'm eating skinny pop popcorn. And you know what? That is a sexy night to me. That's a sexy night to me. I don't need that. I like being able to say, oh, I can't, you know, I'm 40 now. <laughs> I like it. There's a confidence. Um, there are some things I don't love and there's like been truly like, there's times when you could feel the aging. Um, one is I'm a Pilates girl. I like to Pilot. And um, we, if I don't go, like this summer when we were on sabbatical, I, we were out, we were traveling, so I just didn't go a lot. And I felt it <laughs> when I came back. I was like, woo, you know, so there's some things about aging aren't as fun. Um, I noticed that if like several people are talking at once, I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. And I'm just like, you first, now you. Like I have to very much like structure it, you know? Another one, and this is so funny to me, is we'll be driving and my kids are talking and also I'm looking for something and we got the radio on and like we're bumping and I wanna be that mom in my van, but also then I turn the radio down to like, see better? <laughs> it don't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. You don't, sound is not vision, but it doesn't make sense, but that's how I feel. That's truly how I feel in that moment. I'm like, everybody stop. We're looking for the street. They're like, that doesn't, how did that have any? I just feel, I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable in my own skin, you know? Uh, I like it, I like it. And there's been some things that are better than others, but talking about the focus, and some of us, I think, have a focus issue. So last night we came in, right? We said, God, refresh us. And I think that's good. And I want you to find refreshing. We 
prayed over this conference and refreshed was the word God gave us. He wants you to be refreshed. But I kind of think there's a reason so many of us needed to be refreshed. How did we all need to be refreshed? Why are we all so drained? I remember after uh, Hurricane Irma in 2017, I had to look up what adrenal fatigue was because I was pretty sure I had it. <laughs> I was just tired. I was, I was uh, depleted. And I thought, gosh, you know, you're, you're, you lose hair, you start to break out. Like, it affects your whole body. But why are we so refreshed? And I think as a society, we have a problem, and it's a problem of self-focus. And so if we prayed last night and said, God, refresh me and refresh me, that's good. And I want to seal that work. But can I tell you that the reason so many of us are drained is a focus issue. Nothing will drain you faster than a self-focused life. Well, what do I mean? Well, I mean that a lot of y'all come into my office, the same people week after week after week after week, being like, I'm tired, I'm going through, I really need to go, and I, you know, and this and that. And I'm like, that's good, I, I, I love that. Hey, what have you been doing? I'm like, well, first I went self-care. And I tell you, I've come to despise the term self-care. I don't know what it means, because I'm down with a Netflix binge. Like, honey, I am down with a pizza and a bath. Like, I am down with all. But self-care is not fixing your refresh needs. In fact, if all you're doing is saying, oh, this is a much-needed break for me. I'm about to hashtag self-care, hashtag whatever. It's very empty. It's very empty. Why? Because when we're good and we're refreshed, that's good. But we're not just refreshed for ourselves. We're not simply refreshed for ourselves. We're refreshed for others. We're refreshed for others. There's a reason that the Bible says this in Proverbs 11:25. It says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others, say others, will be refreshed. When you refresh you are refreshed. Okay, now listen, I am not talking about this to a, a level of abuse, taking it out, letting someone take advantage. No, 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 no. If anybody's taking advantage of you, come see me. I got people. I'm people. I'm Italian. I have people. I'll leave it at that. Um, that's not what I mean. But I mean that so many of us are so self-focused. We come to church saying, God, I need a word. And he gives you a word. And then you go, God, I need another word. You go, okay. And then you come back into my prayer line going, I just really feel drained. I need God to touch me. Okay. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, at some point, I'm going to look at you and go, what have you done for others lately? What have you done for others lately? Why? Well, because God doesn't give you what he gives you for you or just you. He gave that to you because someone in your line is, needs that impartation of what you have. And you may say, that's not me. I'm not a minister. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about that. Sorry, no one's off the hook. No one's off the hook. Sorry. Um, but, okay, I have these two little pictures up here. This might go terribly wrong, by the way. <laughs> but, okay. So everybody's always telling you, you can't pour out of an empty pitcher. And that's true. That is true. If you don't have anything to give, you cannot pour into another life. That's true. That's true. If you are empty, find God, find refreshment. I mean, listen, I'm in ministry. I have watched pastors deplete themselves. Their schedule's done. They, and all of a sudden, they're wondering, why am I burnt out? Why did I sin in my marriage? Well, you had nothing. You were running on empty for years. There was nothing to give. So I am not saying that. But have you ever heard of the problem of the two-fill pitcher? The two-full pitcher? You can't pour out of an empty pitcher, right? But what happens when your pitcher is full and you keep pouring into it? Well, 
it splashes over and then it, it's messy and then you realize that all of a sudden you're, you're lashing out at your kids and you don't know why. And then you realize you're angry at your man and you don't know why. You realize you're screaming at people in traffic. This is honestly just my list. Um, <laughs> it's just me. We'll get to yours. You're screaming at people in traffic going, ah, blah, blah. you don't even know where it came from. Well, I know where it came from. You've been so overfilled and you haven't given out to anyone else that there's no room not only for God to work and to move, but for you to thrive and function in the way he designed you, which was to pour into others, which was to give to others. You were made to live. And even it says in scripture that Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve and to seek and save the lost, right? If it was good enough for Jesus, it's real good for me. When you're too full, it's just as bad and just as hard to pour out of as here. You know, some of you are saying, um, I can't pour into others. I'm not you, Liz. I don't know. You know, I don't have, I'm not like Pastor Britt. I don't have my degrees. I don't have this. I'm not like your workshop speakers. Um, you're more prepared than you know. That's something I love about being 40. Can I tell you, when I was 20 to 29, I really thought I was going to make it as like a singer. And you, you've heard of me? No, you haven't. It didn't work out. I didn't make it, I didn't make it. Um, I was real focused on that and I thought, if it doesn't happen by my 20s, it's not gonna happen, that's a lie. <laughs> I feel like at 40, I'm just starting now to scratch the surface of all God is gonna do in me. But it's not because I'm necessarily more advanced, more educated, no, it's because I've become comfortable realizing that when I refresh others, God refreshes me. So you could say, okay, I'm not, I don't have these qualifications. You're more prepared than you know. Can I tell you that everybody in your life is there for a reason? Who do you see? What do you see that no one else sees? That's your people you're supposed to refresh. So listen, some of you are going, you don't know, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I was a stay-at-home mom for 12 years. That's hard for a personality type like me, okay? I'm an Enneagram 3. I'm an accomplisher. I like to do things. You know, my husband would come through the door and I'd be like, I need to let you know, I just, I folded three loads of laundry. He's like, what in the world? You know, this isn't a job application. Like, but I had to prove my worth, you know? Okay, so I was a stay-at-home mom for 12 years. Well, guess what? Those three children were my little disciples in that moment that I was supposed to pour into, give my life. No one will ever have more voice in their life than I had for those 12 years. They got to hear from me, good days and bad, days when I needed to apologize and not. Who's in front of you? Maybe you go, well, I work as a barista at Starbucks. Great, I know them people need Jesus. <laughs> if it's not the straw shaming, it's something else. <laughs> Every ding dang time. Do you want a straw? Yes, yes I do, and you know I want a straw. Stop asking if I want a straw. <laughs> Who doesn't want a straw? That's all I'm saying. Is you should be able to be pro, this is another topic. Anyway, <laughs> maybe you're at Starbucks, maybe you're a student. Okay, and you go, well, maybe I go to a Christian college. They all have Jesus already, huh? Ah. No, and also, by the way, being a minister is more than just saving people. There's discipleship. There's walking with them through it. There's helping them get further into the word. There's being there when they have a breakdown and they have a moment where they go, is God real? There's being there for that. You are a minister. In fact, the Bible says uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are 
few. What does that mean? That means he needs you to go out and refresh others. He needs you today. You are a minister. You are, if nothing else, called to refresh others. And in that, you will be refreshed. And one of my deepest, darkest points of depression in my life, and my mom can verify, I've gone through depressive episodes in my life, but I would call and we'd talk. This is how I feel. This is how I feel. This is how I feel. Sometimes your feelings aren't the problem. It's your focus on your feelings. All you're thinking about and talking about is your feelings, my guy. <laughs> and that's okay. I got a lot of them. Like at some point I stopped like hating that and just thought, well, God made me this way. I'm going to use it for his glory. You know, somebody needs me to have a lot of feelings, right? But my feelings bow to the knee of Jesus who is Lord over my life. So I would call my mom and I'd say, I am depressed, I'm depressed, I'm depressed. And then she told me what her mom said to her, which was one day, yeah, what have you done for someone else? <laughs> In the middle of my, how dare, that I am triggered. <laughs> this isn't the mental health one, that's with Britt later, by the way. Everyone's like, geez, no, I'm just kidding. I believe in all of that. Trust me when I say I believe in counseling. If you need medication for a season, I, I don't judge. I believe in it. Like if you are sick, go to a doctor, right? But sometimes it's the focus, you know, like turning down the radio when you can't see. <laughs> well, sometimes it's that. Sometimes you've, what have you put on the throne of your life? Is it my feelings or is it God's sovereignty? What have I put on the throne of my life? Is it the swaying of day to day? Listen, if you put roller coaster, if you put emotions in the front seat of your life, it's going to be like this. But if I put Jesus in that place and I say, Lord, use me, let me be a minister to you, it's a steady life. Doesn't mean it's not gonna get hard. No, that was promised, but it means my life is built on the rock. So what have I done for someone else? What have you done for someone else? You are a minister, you are called, there's someone in front of you who's actually already listening to you more than you think. So mom, if you're home, my God, those kids are listening, trust. You ever heard your kid pray? They pray how you pray. Oops, or they also cuss how you cuss. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> my, my good friends in the front, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Shh. You guys know my story about uh, my daughter Ella when she had a baby doll and she'd say, will you watch the baby for me? You're the grandmother. I was like, all right. Life comes at you fast. And she'd say, watch the baby, watch the baby, watch the baby. And finally one day I was like, I'm not watching this baby. Like I need to set a precedence that I will not just be available for this girl, you know? I'm gonna set up my life that way. Uh, and she goes one day, will you watch the baby? And I said, no, I'm busy. And what are you doing anyway? You're a terrible mother, honestly, Ella. She was forever like, I'm going camping. I can't watch the baby. I'm like, what kind of life? <laughs> we ain't setting that expectation. So she says, will you watch the baby? I said, no, I will not watch the baby. I said, what are you doing? She goes, I do everything for her. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where she heard that. <laughs> definitely not <laughs> something I've ever said. But they're listening, yeah? Somebody around you at work is watching how when you get bad news, you, you crumble, but you turn to Jesus. 
Um, somebody is watching how you lost a loved one and you went to God with your pain. And not that you didn't have pain, that you had God in your pain. Somebody around you is watching as you struggle financially, but you go, my trust is in God. Somebody is watching around you as the hardships of this world come at you and they're seeing how you deal with it as a believer. You are already a minister, friend. Harvest is plenty, workers are few. And we are refreshed to refresh others. This weekend can't just be about us, right? We're all doing great things. And I hope you receive something from God. You don't even know what's about to hit you in those sessions. It's going to be incredible. But we are refreshed to refresh others. Will you do this for me? Will you bow your heads? In a world where everything seems to be a race to the top, what if, what if we said, you know what? I'm going to be a servant of all. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to let you use me, God. And I'm going to pour out from my already full jar. In this room, will you just start to think about your life? Who's listening to you? Who is it that's already in front of you that God is clearly and strategically placed in your life for you to refresh? Who is that person? Just take a minute and think about it. You could be a doctor. It's your patients. You could be a teacher. It's your students. You'd be a mom. It's your kids at home. You could be widow, single again, but there's a widow who's closer in the process than you are, and you're going to hold her hand and say, hey, we got this together, sister. I went through it. You could be divorced, and now you have a friend who's divorced, and you go, I'll help you. I lean on you. You may be retired, and you go, you know what? I have more time now. I'm going to go start filling some of the needs in our city. If the church just rose up, we could feed Lakeland, the whole of it. After school programs, we could be there reading. Who is it that's in your life that God has strategically placed for you to refresh? Don't tell me it's not you. Don't tell me your season of that is past. God is never done with you. Maybe somebody, by the way, just needs to hear that part. Ma'am, I don't know how old you are, what happened in your life, what happened in your past, but God is never done with you. He's got more. He's got more for you. It starts when you start to pour out. Lord, you see our hearts. Here we are. Send us, God. We will be attentive to the voice that you are speaking, saying, refresh somebody. Speak to somebody. Even at my lowest points, God, may I be aware of those around me that need your refreshing, God. Make us sensitive to your voice. Make us ministers wherever we are. Make us doers of your word and not just hearers only. And God, forever, we are yours at your service ready. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. I think well, I hope you enjoyed getting a little time travel back to the Known Conference. And hey, if you didn't make it yet to one of our Known Conferences, just know already next year, October 6th and 7th, 2023. Hey, mark your calendars. We want to see you there. Hey, listen, never forget that you are known and loved by God. And we'll see you next time on the Known Podcast.